Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. This is episode number nine. We're your hosts. I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting, or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Today, we're having a discussion about the recent trends of corporations banning PowerPoint in their management meetings. In 2018, Jeff Bezos, the CEO and founder of Amazon, publicly reaffirmed his decision to ban PowerPoint in all meetings at Amazon. And it seems like everyone on the internet has a strong opinion, either agreeing that this is a brilliant decision or saying that this is a terrible decision and why. And we like to stay on top of these discussions and we have some feelings of our own, which we're going to share today. So Jeff Bezos has banned PowerPoint, which does raise the question, what does he expect in meetings instead? He says, instead of reading bullet points from a PowerPoint slide, everybody sits silently for about 30 minutes to read a six-page memo that's narratively structured with real sentences. And then after everyone's done reading, they discuss the topic. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack in this decision, and we're really interested in the reasons why somebody like Jeff Bezos, who I assume thinks a lot about what he is doing and has really good reasons. And I'm interested in what those reasons are. And he has said it's so much better to do these meeting styles uh, than the typical PowerPoint presentation for so many reasons. So let's discuss after staying on top of this issue online and reading a whole lot of arguments both for and against this decision, there's basically two big reasons that we see people are discussing. Yeah, so the first reason is that Jeff Bezos wants a narrative in his meetings, and that's fine. It it makes perfect sense. Our brains are definitely hardwired for narrative, for story, and we are persuaded by stories. So this is a kind of a deeply embedded evolutionary thing about humans. So when humans gained control of fire, it was kind of this major milestone in human development because our ancestors, they were able to cook food, um, which was a big plus for brain development and all of that. And they would sit around the fire and they'd tell stories. And the reason they would tell stories, because stories would serve as a warning for the next generation, warning of, you know, the dangers of the world around. They would serve as instruction for, um, for example, cooking food and for, for other ways of life. Or traditions. Traditions, yeah. And also for inspiration, which has led to the evolution of humankind and has led us to where we are today so we've always processed our world in stories. We talk in stories. And probably the most significant here is that we recall and retain information more effectively when it's presented in the form of a story, not just straight informational dot points. So Jeff Bezos has actually said that he's a big fan of anecdotes in business, a big fan of stories. And I find it very interesting that he's banned PowerPoint in favor of stories. And I find it very interesting that he believes that these two are somehow mutually exclusive, that PowerPoint cannot be conducive to storytelling. And I think I disagree with that because I think used well, PowerPoint can absolutely help to tell a story as long as it's used in the right way to support a story. So let's talk about that retaining information and being persuaded Mm. by storytelling. So Aristotle is the father of the persuasive method as we know it. And he breaks the elements of persuasion down into three areas. And they're in Latin. They are ethos, logos, and pathos. So 
These are the three pillars of rhetoric. Ethos is the ethics of your presentation around character and credibility. Why are you the right person to be delivering this information? So you need to... So that's your experience, your credentials, that sort of thing, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So you need to have a little bit of why should we listen to you effectively? And it only forms a really small part of your presentation. So that's ethos. And then there's Logos. So Logos is around the logic. It's the facts, the figures, the data, the logic around the facts that this argument and persuasion is based in. Because if we're making, if we're going to be persuaded on just credibility and sort of stories, then we don't have data to base these decisions on. But both ethos and logos are useless and irrelevant and do not work with the absence of pathos, which is all about the appeal to emotion. This is about understanding that you're communicating with humans who have feelings and want to be persuaded. And pathos should make up such a large part of persuasion. We appeal to emotion through a few ways. Humor is one, but certainly storytelling is the biggest one. And stories should perform or should form the largest part of your presentation, absolutely. So it makes a lot of sense for narrative in meetings, for storytelling in meetings, when it should form the biggest part of presentations anyway. Yeah, so in that regard, I think we absolutely agree with Bezos that storytelling and narrative should be a big part of meetings at work. Yeah. So then the second big reason that people are agreeing and justifying Jeff Bezos's decision is that bullet points are the least effective method of communication. And this is fair enough. We do often see so many PowerPoint presentations that are full of bullet points. I remember reading an article about Google CEO doesn't use bullet points and nor does Elon Musk, Richard Branson. Um, and plenty of other inspiring speakers. All of the big names that we know, Simon Sinek, all of them, none of them use bullet points because they don't inspire, they don't persuade. And you know what? I absolutely agree. Bullets do not inspire or persuade or or anything. They are such a poor method of communication. I don't think anyone is actually arguing that they're good. I really don't. It's well known the way the human mind works, the way we've evolved, is we have dedicated so much of our of our brain power and our energy into visuals. We are a visual creature. Uh, visuals are much, much more powerful than any sort of text or even language alone. Uh, and that's why if, if you choose to use slides... Bullet points are not going to work. They're not visual. They're still language. The written language is actually still really quite a new thing in terms of humans. It's only in the last couple of hundred years that even being able to read at all is a common um, skill between people. Absolutely. And we know there's a phenomenon called the redundancy effect, which stems from the fact that in the human brain, all language is processed in the same part of the brain. And that doesn't matter if you're like reading text, be it on a handout or a book or in a slide, or if it's being spoken to you. The same part of the brain processes that language. The redundancy effect says that when we try to get that part of the brain to take information in, in two different ways, we remember effectively none of it. So they cancel each other out if you're reading and hearing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that makes a lot of sense to ban the PowerPoint where you've got bullet points and that type of thing on it when you've got a presenter who's basically just reading from the slide or saying the same thing that's on the slide, maybe in different in different terms. So bullet points being the least effective method of communication. Yeah. Good reason. So those are the two big reasons that we're seeing that banning PowerPoint in the corporate setting is a really good idea. And honestly, 
there is none of that that we disagree with. So let's go into the argument saying that it's wrong to ban PowerPoint. The only thing is we've already covered it. Both sides of the argument are saying that storytelling is king, that storytelling is effective and needed in presentations, and that bullet points suck. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a story if you're on the storytelling side of the camp or if there are people out there who are PowerPoint designers and that's their living. All agree. <laughs> kind of like you. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree that presentations need to leverage storytelling in a big way. And that bullet points just suck. Literally nobody disagrees with that. This misuse of PowerPoint whereby a speaker dumps their script in the form of bullets or worse still, complete sentences onto a PowerPoint and then proceeds to read from that is, and that is literally the definition of death by PowerPoint. Mm. Nobody wants that. And I think this is what Jeff Bezos is trying to do, where he says he's banning the traditional PowerPoint. So that, that is basically the only argument that the pro-PowerPoint camp have, which is that PowerPoint does not need to be banned. PowerPoint doesn't suck. Bad PowerPoint sucks. The, the software itself is fine. It just needs to be used better. So the parallel that I think we can draw from here is imagine if Amazon didn't have a problem with PowerPoint, but they suddenly had a problem with cars. And <laughs> in their car park, they had a big issue with um, like road rage. And then they decided, no, nope, that's it. Cars are now banned. We've got a problem with road rage. Therefore, we're banning all cars, which means all employees have to either walk to work or they have to catch the bus. They work because cars are clearly not working because people have road rage. Therefore, People have to walk or catch the bus because they're just as effective. In fact, they're more effective because there's no road rage. It's exactly the same thing. You can't just ban the tools. Yes. It's actually the people behind it that are the issue. It's not the car's problem. It's the people who are using the cars. It'd be akin to literally blaming Toyota that in their car somebody had road rage and misused the tool. Yeah. And we actually kind of see this sometimes where people are saying, don't use PowerPoint, use Prezi or something. <laughs> or, or Keynote. or Yeah. And it's like saying, well, Corollas suck. You'll be a better driver if you drive a Lexus. It's the same thing, just a little bit fancier, but you've still got the same driver behind the wheel. So your outcome is going to be exactly the same. Absolutely. You can have road rage in any car and you can make terrible PowerPoints in PowerPoint. But effectively, it's not PowerPoint's fault that it's being used poorly. It's entirely user error, right? Uh, so I, I want to say that don't ban the software. You need to be educating your people on how to use it better to ensure that their PowerPoints are enhancing presentations and not death by PowerPoint, that they're not detracting, they're not distracting and not destroying a presentation. Because I kind of see PowerPoint as a tool. And if you're trying to communicate, why would you not use every possible tool available to its best capacity in order to communicate as best you can? The focus really should be on using all of the best tools that you have access to, of which PowerPoint is one, to best achieve your communication goal. In so many situations where you go to a conference or a meeting or what have you, that a presentation often without a PowerPoint is just less tolerable than the alternatives. It's less tolerable than a presentation without visuals because we are visual creatures. There's actually very nearly this expectation that PowerPoint is used from most audiences. And I always ask, what's going to make you stand out more? What's going to make you more memorable and better deliver your message to an audience? Because I think that insisting that you won't use PowerPoint kind of starts to blend you into this in vogue idea of just hating PowerPoint on principle, of just hating the software and the idea of it. Well, it becomes instead of everybody using terrible PowerPoint, 
Everybody instead will use no PowerPoint. And again, we're going to have everybody looks the same. We're going to have no visual elements and it's, it's going to be the exact same situation. And then just pre PowerPoint, the same problem. Yeah. Just give it a couple of years and it will be, we're banning all presentations that don't have a prop. <laughs> or something yeah, like it'll be yeah. or without a joke <laughs> because again when you ban something or when you insist on something then it forces this homogenization of all presentations it misses two of the key elements that we talk about one of which is personality and being mm. able to bring a part of yourself and the second is the visual element you know we believe that a visual element of all presentations is really important whether that's powerpoint or something else powerpoint is simply one of one of the options. Yeah. Or perhaps making you stand out more and have a better delivered message could come from having a brilliant, well thought out, mindful PowerPoint that's just simply better than the standard PowerPoint that you're going to see in the rest of you know that day, week, meeting, conference, what have you. Surely that's going to get you noticed more when your PowerPoint is different and better and visually appealing. Yeah. So there seems to be this weird idea that somehow storytelling and PowerPoint are somehow mutually exclusive. That you can't have them both. Yeah, which is crazy because absolutely it can. And I think we need to recognize that PowerPoint should be there to do some of the work for you. If you're telling a story and you're trying to describe something, explain something, that could take you five to ten minutes to describe it, explain it or whatever. Mm. Or you could have one photo that just does all of that heavy lifting. And it's the age-old saying, a picture tells a thousand words. So an example that comes to mind of something that I did in a talk was I was talking about the evolution of the port of Brisbane, like literally where the ships get loaded with cargo here in Brisbane. And this story talked about how it had changed over the years. And I could have talked at length because it would take a long time to, to describe that there was a bridge that was built and then there was docks put in here and cranes put in there and the river was changed slightly. It just takes so many words and you're expecting uh, your audience in their mind's eye to build such a complex image. Whereas what I did instead was just grabbed a simple photo from about the 1920s. That's what it used to look like. One, two, three things happened very quickly. Here's a photo from recent times. And so that PowerPoint saved me so many words, probably, you know, 2000 words there, a couple of minutes. And it also saved a huge amount of mental effort of my audience having to imagine things. And that's where PowerPoint's helpful, not in displaying text, but because we're visual creatures, we want to see things. As presenters, we can say words. We need to show the audience what we can't say, or at mm. very least show them something that would take us ages to say. So I want you to think about maybe an example that you'll be able to relate to. It is a little bit macabre, but it does work. Think about the feeling that you get when you see a picture of the New York skyline in 2000 and then in 2002, the difference between when the Twin Towers were there and when they're not. You see those photos against each other and it's so powerful because you know what happened and the emotion of seeing that change, those pictures can draw up so much emotion that just as telling that in words could never do. And what did we say at the top about you needing pathos in your presentation? Storytelling achieves it. Humor achieves it. As you just said, having some simple visuals can also achieve that appeal to emotion. Mm, if that's really powerful. If, yeah, if that's driving your message and your point of your presentation forward, why would you not? 
it can be difficult to know how to best use PowerPoint. And as we can see from this conversation, even big corporations struggle with it. If you'd like some help or would like to know more, we do one-on-one consultations in PowerPoint design. Or if you want your whole workplace to learn the skills, we offer workshops dedicated to effective PowerPoint use too. For more information, email us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au or you can check out the training section of our website, presentationboss.com.au. That's basically agreed by everybody. Um, the PowerPoint isn't bad. Bad PowerPoint is bad. Mm. And yes, we know, we all know that we need storytelling in presentations. We all know that bullet points suck. What we're all fighting for is better communication. Right. And as soon as PowerPoint comes up, what we're talking about is better visual communication. So having some sort of visual element with your presentation, it's something that needs to be considered. It shouldn't just be written off every presentation with this wide sweeping brush. Yes, sometimes there will be maybe different software that works better. Yes, maybe there will be times where you need a prop or a movement or something slightly different. But we all agree that bullet points suck. I think if anybody on any side of this argument, whether you're pro PowerPoint or you dislike PowerPoint or you've never seen a presentation, are all saying, please do not display to us a slide covered in text, bullet points, and God forbid, full text sentences. Mm. So one last thing that I want to talk about is what they've replaced PowerPoint with, which is, I think I mentioned it up the top, that they instead have to sit in silence for 30 minutes and read a six-page document (laughs) and, you know, sit there and think about what you've done. They have to sit there and read for half an hour. And I personally, like I am a major extrovert. I cannot sit in a group of people in silence and just read. That just wouldn't work for me. So I find it interesting that that's what they're kind of forced to do. And I could not think of anything worse personally than sitting there and reading for 30 minutes. Sounds a little bit like primary school where it was, you just had that 30 minute reading session in the middle of the day. But I I wonder if... Yeah, I was always in trouble for talking through this. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, and I don't assume this of Jeff Bezos, but I wonder if you've got a manager who says, I'm going to ban PowerPoint and instead we're going to do this process. Are you expecting your team members to pander to your learning style? Which is, I learn best by reading and seeing, so therefore everybody's going to learn best by reading and Mm. seeing. Are you... I think there's a bigger holistic view here, which is how can we best communicate with everybody in the team? To summarize a little bit, PowerPoint is a tool, but if you know what you're doing with it, it's a powerful tool for communication. It can be so easy to use PowerPoint incorrectly, especially if that's all you've ever seen. Yeah, so I think that our position on it is that the answer is not to ban PowerPoint. The answer is just education and learn how to use it properly. Yes. So now that we know what not to do, it raises the question, what should you do? And there is a lot of easy design tips um, that will take you just a few seconds to ensure that you have beautiful, effective PowerPoint slides. And I think we're going to do an episode on that. At least one. An entire episode on that. At least, yes. So Jeff Bezos, Google, Elon Musk, if you're listening. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not ban PowerPoint. Let's ban bad PowerPoint. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast, where you'll find the show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. Want to get in touch? Send us an email at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. 
We're always happy to hear your thoughts or take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week. PowerPoint is a tool. You're a tool. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. Thanks.